This is a brand new you interview with Kevin McCreary. All right, I'm recording. All right. Well, tell everybody who you are and what you do. All right. Well, my name's Kevin, and um, I do a lot of different things, but probably mainly the thing that I love to do the most and that people would know me for, I guess, is I have a YouTube channel called Sega Night Kevin, and I, uh, I mainly on there I review Christian movies. I do really long, really in-depth reviews of, of Christian films, and I make a few jokes along the way. Where are you from? Um, originally, uh, I'm, well, my family lives in South Carolina and, uh, and I live, but now I'm in Nashville. Yeah. That, that's probably the best way to sum it up. That's cool. Music City USA? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny cause there's a lot of film stuff going on here too now. Um, I think part of it is just, it's cheaper to live here than LA or New York and also, there's kind of the, just, now that media is all digital, it's very connected. So, um, you know, if you're a photographer, or you make film, or you you make music, all of it is distributed in a digital format. And so, kind of the, the connection infrastructure is here. So, people who make film and, and do media type stuff have moved here, uh, because it's been kind of a media outlet for so long. That's awesome. Do you know a lot of people? Um, well, you know, it's funny because I'll go to, I don't know a lot, but uh, I, I, a lot in kind of the, the enough. I know enough to, uh, to keep getting work and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it, it was better because uh, I lived in South Carolina and it was probably best for me to move here uh, just because I do media stuff. I, I was able to get connected with people a lot easier and there's more stuff going on so there's a lot going on in Nashville and for me it worked out really great but I'll end up at at mixers or or get-togethers and a lot of people are musicians and I'm not I used to want to be uh, until I found out I wasn't any good at it and um, so then that kind of you know that kind of there's a lot of competition with people who are good at music so uh, <laughs> so um, but I'll, I'll meet a lot of people who play music and that sort of thing. And it's just so common to find musicians here. Um, and, and I, uh, I like talking to them, but I don't always work with them because, you know, I'm, I'm in kind of a different world. Talk about your story or your testimony. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. I, my whole, my family's, uh, all Christians, um, my so my parents were always kept us in church and I think part of that is a lot to do with my dad's testimony which is a lot more interesting probably uh, than mine a lot more colorful uh, in mine that my dad grew up uh, without a dad and um, and just kind of a rough childhood and he found Christ later on in life and so he was really he was figuring things out as he went but uh, really believed that uh, having Christ as the center of our um, of our family was going to be the, his best bet in figuring it out and, and making it work. And, uh, and it did. I mean, um, so I grew up, I mean, I, I really feel like a lot of that, a lot of my perspective on faith is thanks to having grown up in faith in, in Christianity 
and then kind of growing up and then having a lot of questions and questioning a lot of things and then uh, discovering things for myself. You know, whenever you're a kid, there and and I guess this is kind of how it it has to be, but whenever you're a kid, there's a lot of grown-ups telling you that they have it figured out and that you shouldn't ask questions and stuff, um, whether it's just because of time time constraints in Sunday school or whether it's just complications or whatever. And then I feel like when you become a grown-up, then you have this realization that, wait a minute, everybody doesn't have everything figured out uh, and these are just a bunch of grown-ups who don't know what they're doing trying to uh, pretend like they do. And so then you, you, you start questioning a lot of stuff. I think a lot of people do. And so I kind of went through a time... Uh, and and I, I maybe this is part of my personality too. I have a tendency to uh, just whenever people say, "Hey, you're not allowed to ask that question." That those are the questions I like to ask the most. And um, and so that's a lot of what my YouTube channel is. Uh, I, I have this tendency to, or I, I I like to say I don't I don't ever want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And uh, but I do want to get rid of all the bathwater. And so I I. I look at uh, I look at truth. I want to find what's true, and uh, so a lot of what um, in my life has been kind of rediscovering my faith from a perspective of now being an adult and trying to sift through what are the things that I learned when I was young that maybe I don't I don't believe anymore or that that just aren't true, and what are the things that um, that are true that you know I don't want to just say well you know what. You know, a lot of people do this. My parents were wrong, and now I'm going to go to the other side of the spectrum and and just whatever they believed, I'm going to believe the opposite. And I don't want to do that because my parents were smart, and they were doing their best, and and they continue to. And and so really, in my 20s, I think I rediscovered my faith. Uh, And even I continue to rediscover my faith every day. Um, just just asking questions and, and discovering um, you know what's what what's true and what isn't and so at this point I would say that um, I'm a I'm a Christian I'm a believer in Jesus Christ and a lot of that stems from reading C.S. Lewis and uh, a uh, Chesterton and um, and Thomas Aquinas and a lot of thinkers who kind of went through the same that same type of journey but are much smarter than me and uh and their thoughts on on why why they believe that the bible and uh christianity is is a isn't just a fairy tale that's awesome uh talk about your music from McAllister park i know you're not really into being like a a big musician or anything <laughs> yeah but uh, talk about that, and uh, also the ceiling fan. Yeah, well, they go together because um, the ceiling fan was kind of my first attempt at making something that other people would would hear, uh, and so it was right when right I started it right when podcasting became like early on in podcasting. It it must have been ten years ago at least that I started making that show, and uh, it was. My idea was to make an Adventures in Odyssey, which is a, a radio show, kids radio show made by Focus on the Family, to make a fan podcast. But I didn't want to just, there was a lot of podcasts out at that time of people just talking, kind of like what I do now with my podcast, The Inner Tube. 
Um, there was a lot of people doing that, and I wanted. I was like, well, what if there was something that was a little more of a show? And so it was. It, it basically I made up some characters, and it was two segments. One was a segment with um with uh like a news report of an onion style fake news report about things happening in odyssey like it was a really niche audience the only people who were fans of adventures in odyssey um would would really i mean you could i think it makes sense even without it but you have to be aware at least that adventures in odyssey is a thing uh and then um and then the other segment was of this kid named ethan daniels who in a lot of ways was kind of a surrogate me you know, he he's very similar to what I was like as a kid, and uh, and he would he was hosting a podcast, but it was kind of a, a you know a fake character hosting a podcast, and eventually I ended up having a bunch of the characters in the story inside the podcast go and have a a band tour, and uh, but the band tour ended up being maybe a little more than just a bad tour. And so uh, my friend Garrett Vandenberg actually was uh, a huge help in this because I wanted to make real songs for the band to play and make it kind of like a, a, you know, that the band actually had real songs. And so he helped out a lot with that and Mark Jones helped out a lot with that. Uh, And we actually made, um, I think, at least 12 songs with uh, that were all... Adventures in Odyssey fan, like kind of a, a tribute band to Adventures in Odyssey songs about uh, about that. And the, so they kind of coincided with the story of the narrative that was going on within the show. And uh, and so that's that was kind of the idea. And then we, when the first season, when we'd done all the songs, when that came out or when that was finished, uh, we decided people were asking us to to make the songs into an album, and so we kind of did a remastering, and and I think we retracked some of the voices, some of the vocals and stuff, and in songs, and um and released an album of the uh, of the songs that were in the show, and uh, and I think we were really nervous about because people were asking us to make an album, and uh, you know, like there there wasn't a bunch of people listening, but you know, uh. A lot for the time because nobody else had listened to that. Nobody else had paid attention, I think, to something that I had made like that number of people. You know, there was a couple hundred people. And so that was really exciting. And so we really were nervous about making it and we wanted it to be the best that we could make it at the time. So um, uh, looking back at it, it, it's not great. But it is what it is. I really like uh, I was really influenced probably by Linkin Park and uh and Toby Mac and um, uh, who else? Uh, th- there was a band called I See Stars. I think that they kind of influenced me a little bit in that. And uh, and um, Limp Biscuit. I used to like them. <laughs> and so that that kind of the, you can you'll notice some of those influences in there. Um, so we made that. It's still up on iTunes and and uh, Spotify. I think is where most people listen to it. And uh, it's not great, but it's it was fun, and we were young, and uh, and that was before I realized that music wasn't gonna be what I did for the rest of my life. So yeah, I I felt like there was some permission there that I could I could make something that was uh, something that was fine, uh, but not great because it was within the context of a show, 
about a kid who was making things that were fine but not great. That's cool. Everybody in the podcast had pretty great voice talent. I could imagine y'all being like voice actors in animation. Has that ever been anything you ever thought of doing or looking into? Um, sometimes. Uh, I've wor- I've done a little bit, but um, I mean, everybody, me personally, I like doing things like that, but um, but I haven't pursued it a lot. But a lot, yeah. Everybody else, um. We I, we were really lucky because we had Garrett who was who did great voices and and was a awesome musician. Mark Jones who did great voices and also was an awesome musician and was really dedicated from the beginning. And uh, and then uh, Lauren, um, uh, what well, what was his name? Lauren, shoot, <laughs> Crisp. That's it. Um, I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> Lauren Crisp uh, was could do so many voices, and he was he was a big fan of our show. Like all of them were fans of the Ceiling Fan before they, and they just volunteered their time. So nobody got paid. Uh, it was just for fun, and he he would do so many different voices, and he was very funny. And so we were just really lucky. He was a good artist too. He did all the drawings, any drawing that you see associated with the podcast, he did, and. Um, and yeah, I just, I was really lucky to have a group of people who were willing to, uh, willing to be a part of it. And, um, and like, I think the show was, was a collection of a lot of really talented people who didn't realize how talented they were. Um, and I, I think I was the least talented uh, but I was the one who had the vision, who wanted, who really wanted to see it happen. So I would kind of get it. I think every, any band, any, um, you know, you have the front man, the person who's like, okay, everybody, you're all talented. Let's do this thing. And, uh, and so I've done a little bit of voiceover, but I think to the extent that I can, cause I, I don't know that I'm a great actor, um, uh, but I, I enjoy it and, I think that was, I try to, anything like that I get involved in is usually I try to do something that's a comedy so I could kind of uh, uh, play a character. Has anyone said that some of the voices in your podcast sound similar to like, Phil's voice sounds similar to Chucky's dad from Rugrats? (laughs) And your voice kind of sounds like Spongebob? I've had people mention the Spongebob thing. Um, I think my goal originally was just to do a really annoying voice, and I think SpongeBob is definitely a really annoying voice. Uh, <laughs> so there is, I could see that comparison. And then Phil definitely, he always sounds like he has a stuffed up nose, and I think Chucky's dad was the same way. He just kind of has that stuffed nose, Chucky, you know. So <laughs> I, I could see that. Your dad kind of sounded like a uh, crunk from Emperor's New Groove or like a country singer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, my dad always, uh, he loves country music. He So I think he just kind of, he plays that part. He likes to play that part. I know you're not much of a music person anymore, but can you like rap or freestyle? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, in, I, uh used to think so but probably not so much anymore uh but yeah back back in the day i used to want to be 
a rapper. I think, again, influenced by think bands like Linkin Park and Toby Mac and, and stuff like that. But probably not so much anymore. Everything that I, anything that I ever did was always written down, even if I was saying that it was freestyle. What artists do you like? Um, are you familiar with P.O.D. or Manifest? I used to listen to P.O.D. a lot. Um, are they still doing stuff? I haven't listened in so long. I'm not sure. Uh, they got a greatest hits CD. Is that a sign of the end? Yeah, <laughs> it's a sign of the the ending. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Now, who do I? You know, I realized probably in the last three years, I've music used to be so important to me, and now I've started listening to podcasts, and and that's become such a a centerpiece. Um. I still like listening probably i probably listen more to to punk pop type stuff like taking back sunday's always been one of my favorite bands and when i do listen to stuff like that uh when i do listen to music that's usually what i go back to taking back sunday or um or say anything uh under oath i used to really like so i kind of moved into more warp tour type bands and that's what i end up listening to these days what else would you like to say to everybody? You got any encouraging words? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess if you are somebody who is doing any kind of art, you know, whether it's music um, or uh, YouTube videos or a podcast or anything like that, I think the important thing is just to start doing it. And and also, I always say this to people who are like, "What? when should I start a podcast? And I'm like, now. If you want to start, what, do it now or a YouTube channel or anything because the cool thing is with the internet, you can put it out there and the likelihood that you're probably not going to get a lot of viewers or listeners right away. And that's good because that's when you're not very good at what you're doing. And you, but that's practice, that's education. And so whenever you're making stuff and you're probably going to be embarrassed of it, but that's okay because everybody, everybody knows that when you're first starting out, you're not going to be good. But just focus on getting, each time you put something out, make it a little bit better. Focus on one part of it and make it better. Better Whether it's, you know, compare yourself to other other musicians or other, you know, people you look up to and say, okay, what is it about what, you know, be honest with yourself and say, what is it about what I'm making that's different than what they're making? You know, is my lighting bad or is my audio quality bad? And what can I, what one thing can I do to make it closer to what they're making? Um, in terms of quality and each each thing that you put out just just make it that much better and then you'll look back and you will look back and say oh wow look a year ago I made this and it wasn't very good but fortunately nobody was watching but as I've gotten better uh, more people have started paying attention and um, you know that 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 would be my suggestion because if you wait I know people who are like yeah I'm gonna start a podcast but I'm waiting till I figure this out and that out and then I, I know people who have waited to, they've been talking about starting something for two years. And I'm thinking, man, if I had waited, you know, three years ago, I started maybe four, now that I think about it, four years ago, at least I started my YouTube channel. And I, I, I'm embarrassed of the early stuff that I made then. Um, but that's okay, because I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And in two years, I'll probably you know, I'll look back at this because I, you're never, you always want to be improving. Uh, but the only way 
you know, people spend thousands of dollars on going to college and stuff. And I'm like, just start making something and improve. And that's, you're going to get better doing that much faster than if you go to college and uh, not saying not to go to college, but I'm just saying the education that you get from just making something is, is far better. One last question I forgot to mention. Sure. Talk about Blimey Cow. Yeah. You know, I just, um, I think it was two episodes ago. I have a podcast called The Inner Tube, and uh, I make it with Josh Taylor, who is one of the guys who works with Blimey Cow, or the guy who writes all their stuff. They're a YouTube channel, YouTube, youtube.com slash Blimey Cow. And I just recently, we uh, I think it was two episodes ago, we did a podcast where I tell the story of how I got involved with, with working with them. Um, but uh, short so if you want to hear the long story, you could probably go check that out. But in short, essentially, um, it was actually thanks to The Ceiling Fan and Adventures in Odyssey that I met Josh. Uh, I, I went to, uh, this is really nerdy, but <laughs> I went to this uh, Adventures in Odyssey uh, anniversary um, like live show that they put on. And he also was there because they... they I think Josh and Jordan and their sister were there and they were fans of Adventures in Odyssey too. And so I knew that they were making YouTube videos and I'd seen their, uh, they have a one called um, Seven Lies About Homeschoolers. And so I went up and talked to them and uh, and we became friends at that point because I was interested in YouTube and he was interested in podcasting and we were both doing the other thing. And uh, and became friends, and then eventually I started working with their audio, and we've got a podcast together, and it's really thanks to them that anybody knows about my YouTube channel, because whenever I launched it, they they did a shout out on, on their channel, and that was really really nice of them, and and gave me a good boost at the beginning, and uh, and I've I've been focusing on YouTube ever since. What's some social media and websites people can reach you at? Yeah, um, well, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash saygoodnightkevin, which is, comes from a joke from, uh, from Home Alone. And, uh, and then uh, I think all of my, I think my Twitter, because it's too long, to, so it's just goodnightkev. Uh, I couldn't do saygoodnightkevin. But then Facebook, too, is facebook.com slash saygoodnightkevin. And, uh, and you can find... All of that there. And then for the InnerTube, my podcast is just InnerTubeShow.com. All right. Thank you for the interview, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on and let me know whenever this comes out. And I will listen to myself because that's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) I appreciate you having me on. There you have it. Kevin McCreary. Say goodnight, Kevin. So uh, I want to play some clips just so people can have an idea of what his work is like, uh, his reviews of Christian movies, and also um, just, you know, some of his podcasts. Uh, He's got great voice talent, and I might play some Ethan Daniels uh, from The Ceiling Fan uh, so y'all can get an idea of what I was talking about, you know, earlier in in the interview, Um, especially comparing some of the voices, like... Filled to Chucky's dad from Rugrats and um, Kevin's voice to Spongebob. So here we go. The switch has been flipped. The ceiling fan is on. Ladies and gentlemen, 
gentlemen, welcome to the Ceiling Fan, the place where adventures and odyssey hits the fan. I'm your host, Ethan Daniels, asking you to join me as we take a look at adventures and odyssey like you've never seen it before. I really like that theme music that's in the ceiling fan. That was the kazoo kid. A kid that um, Joe always likes to compare me to. My friend Joe Angel, the one that does music, he's always like making fun of me. And I always like to play along and make like a goofy face. Uh, yeah. I kind of looked like that kid when I was a kid, you know. I was that little blonde boy and in my own little world, kind of. Alright, so now I'm going to compare some of the voices from the ceiling fan to popular animation TV show series voices. Kevin's dad. I am really Kevin's dad. Sounds like Crunk from Emperor's New Groove. Squeaky, uh, squeak, squeaker, squeaking. Jaguars, no kidding. Brutal. Kevin's dad. Uh, could you give us a little room here? Kevin's dad. Mark Jones, also known as Phil, sounds like Chucky's dad. You're you're positive about that? Are you questioning my ability to do my job? No, I just don't want to end up compromised again. If I could only show him that getting your hair cut doesn't hurt. That's it. What's it? You need to show him that getting your hair cut won't hurt. Well, how's he going to do that deed? It's easy. Charles, you just have to let Chucky cut a little of your hair. My hair? And Kevin McCreary, who plays Ethan Daniels, sounds kind of like Spongebob. Oh, hey, Mr. Krabs. When did you get in here? Boy! Kevin, he's really weird. But he provides my voice, so... Crazy! Come on, guys, have I ever done anything that's crazy? Please, pull yourself together and stop acting so absurd. Just take a deep breath, guys. Well, uh, but, um, what about everything I heard Bill and Bernie say? Ethan, this is important. It's an extremely serious and unlikely accusation. Let me know what you think of these comparisons. Do you think they sound like the characters I compared? Message me. Hotrapmix at gmail.com is my email, and you can also get at me on social media at Hotrapmix on IG or um, Brandon Nolan on Facebook, B R A N D Y N N O L E N. I'm all over the place, so you can find me on social media just typing my name in. You could also search Brand New You, B R A N N U Y U. Usually the people I interview who are rappers, I play their music uh, after they uh, have the interview with me, or sometimes I play some of their songs underneath the interview itself. So I'm going to play some of the McAllister Park songs by Kevin McCreary. Check it. Check it. When you talk and it's funny, it can be a blast But you really get in trouble if you talk in class You can talk by your locker or anywhere you go You can talk underwater like Jacques Cousteau If you wanna make friends with the people that you meet You gotta know communication, it's a two-way street She says hey, and you say hello Now you got a conversation and away we go Communicate, communicate, communicate Open up your heart and communicate She asks about your family, you ask about her friends Then you got 
communication, no telling where it ends. No telling where it God can take someone who's lost his substance and make their life brand new again. But how they gonna know new life is great if Christians like us don't communicate? We gotta share the inspirational i actually thought that that song sounded like toby mac get this party started see the similarities and here's another song from one of their episodes i clipped out the beginning half of it so you'll have to listen to mcallister park uh on the ceiling fan to hear the rest of it minivan bumping my show oh the way back every big family know about the way back not just the back seat no not just the back seat you don't need that stale cheeto it's no, in no, the way no. back running out of time like a fast race Finish this episode, we'll be in last place Vacation almost done, yeah, this is our last But more Odyssey to come on the way back Running and jumping and laughing and playing All that is great, but I'm just saying Vacation is nothing without the ride CD players, nothing without Odyssey inside Um, thank you. One person clapping over there. Yeah, bro! Um, anyway, uh, that's our song about listening to Odyssey. And, um, uh, give it up for one of the greatest bands in the country right now, Eleven D Seven! And here's another clip of McAllister Park from The Ceiling Fan. And uh, I guess the guys are coming up with some new songs, so this is like a acoustic piece. I'm about to lose control. It's and it's, it's not, not the first time. And I need a friend. I, I got troubles on my mind. So uh, that's that's called uh, Wits End, and uh, well, it's not exactly done yet. It's about as far as I've gotten. Wow, that was really good, Phil. I'd love to play that sometime. Whoa, this place is huge. What do you think, random little kid? Wow, this is the biggest building I've ever seen. That's what I thought. And it's a lot of people, too. Shh, the guys are about to make an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for. 
Boys, this is it. You're on. Okay. What's going to happen to McAllister Park? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, just a little weird voice thing going on there. Anyway, uh, what an exciting episode of The Ceiling Fan. So- McAllister Park, the rock band phenomenon that swept the country in The Ceiling Fan Season 3. They were not only on the road, they were also in the studio. And the results are nothing short of mind-blowing. Now, get ready, because the world's greatest band is now the world's greatest album. You'll hear album mixes of their classic songs, McAllister Park, Wits End, The Way Back, and you might even hear a remix or two. For more information, check out ceilingfanpodcast.com and get ready for the greatest Adventures in Odyssey tribute band, McAllister Park. Now available to purchase in the iTunes Store and Amazon Digital Downloads. McAllister Park, 1,000 acres of awesome. And so I'm going to play a little clip of the ceiling fan. This is pretty fun stuff it's like an adventure or a movie it all plays out and if you have an imagination and you can imagine things it gets pretty crazy and funny i'm kind of like your uncle anyways right little nephew gucci gucci goo (laughs) whatever ethan there's phil now hey phil back here hey ethan oh oh, and james wow hey buddy how you doing great (laughs) how are you phil james is taking online classes so he's going to be helping us out with the band on guitar Real guitar. Sounds great. Oh, and guys, this is my Uncle Bertie. He works for Albatross Records. Hey, boys. Phil says you guys are pretty good. Well, we aren't professional. Yes, yes. Uh, well, we're great. <laughs> Ethan. Well, let me be the judge of that. Let's see what you boys got. Oh, sh- sure. Uh, Aaron, let's do that song we were just working on. Uh, Phil, James, here's the chords. All right. Are we all good? Everybody ready? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, uh, James, I think you start. Uh, all right, okay. Yes, director. That's right, sir. A band tour. We're going to need some strings pulled and some favors cashed in, but I think this is going to be our best cover. And that's the ceiling fan for y'all. Y'all check that out. It's a podcast. You can get a podcast app. And start listening. It's really fun to listen to podcasts. I don't know how many people do that. Like Kevin said, he only had like seven or eight people listening, I guess. Uh, that That's in his own estimation. I'm sure probably more people have heard it. Uh, but as far as super fans, that's probably what he's talking about. But hey, y'all, everybody who's listening to this podcast, I'm sure there's plenty since I talk about rap music. Check Kevin out because I know he's not really like a musician musician, but, you know, um, you know, he could do gorillas type of stuff, you know, with McAllister Park. You know, his music is pretty impressive, actually. And I hope it encourages people to do like the rock rap sound that was popular back in the day and maybe still kind of is. I'd like to see a lot more of crossover collaborations with uh, rock artists and rap artists and people getting together and doing stuff that's similar to Manifest and Thousand Foot Crutch and P.O.D. and 
things like that, you know. I think it would be pretty awesome if Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park would get with Manifest and some of these artists I mentioned. And also Cutlass, they've been doing more worship music in the last few years, but I think it would be cool if they return uh, to doing some more rock stuff and some rap style stuff in their first album, Cutlass, which was named after their, their band name, Cutlass, K-U-T-L-E-S-S. They had uh, some songs that had a little bit of rapping style in them. So I think they should try that again, like the song Your Touch. Not just like rock metal and stuff like that, but also some of the punk rock, you know, like Reliant K, Hawk Nelson, Eleven you know, just mixing up the, the rock, rap, hip-hop sound and and even dance, you know, disco, house, you know, trying some new stuff out, you know, and doing some McAllister Park kind of stuff is, is basically what I'm saying. McAllister Park is the new model for what kind of music I'd like to hear more. Okay, so to finish off this interview with Kevin McCurry slash playing some of his music from McAllister Park and The Ceiling Fan... I'm going to play a clip of his dad from a special Easter episode of The Ceiling Fan. I hope y'all are having a great Easter Sunday and that this day finds you and your family well. It's been a privilege working with Kevin and the Tadpole group. I have raised my kids on Focus on the Family and some of you may not know this, but I am really Kevin's dad. I can't believe he lets me do this. Folks have asked me, what is the foundation of your common sense worldview? I felt today being Easter would be an opportune time to share that response. Well, I can only compare and contrast world events with a worldview that is based on Judeo-Christian principles found in the text of Scripture. I believe that God is one. He expresses himself in the persons of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that are all one and of the same substance existing outside of time and space without beginning or end. All three were present and involved in creation. The glory of creation was mankind. Humans were made in God's image, a reflection or a likeness as it were, in the form of Jesus, the Son. God came to earth, lived a perfect life, and died on a cross to pay the penalty of our sins and to make peace between us and God. Just as man seems to hate God, God had anger toward mankind and his rebellion that was removed at the cross. Jesus then, after three days, rose from the dead, taking death and hell captive, and in doing so, brought life to all who believe in him and his promise. His promise is this, he is a righteous God who will forgive sinful men. Those who love God love life. They love God's handiwork of creation and the exploration of all God has made. Those who hate God hate life and want to see the destruction of everything God has pronounced good. They will worship the creation rather than the creator. But in doing so, they will destroy what they claim to hold dear. This is how we analyze all issues. Which side of this issue you come down on will expose your worldview. We must understand our worldview because Jesus had a worldview. 
By studying the life and teachings of Jesus, we can understand not only how he thought, but how he wants us to think. By having a worldview that matches up with the creators, I can show the world who Jesus is. At this holy time of year when we remember Jesus' sacrifice for us 2,000 years ago, let us now live out that new life that he has given through his resurrection. Let's not force others to live in a box of rules to be obeyed. If peace with God could be attained through obeying the law, Jesus' death would have been in vain and completely unnecessary. But rather, let us live as Jesus lived, showing kindness, loving justice, helping one another carry their burdens, lifting someone who is down, but doing so with humility. These are the basis of all my beliefs and conclusions. You may agree or disagree, and that's okay. The question isn't one of agreement, but rather one of who gets the glory. I hope my inputs bring attention to God and get you thinking about Him as well. For me, I've enjoyed media for a long time. From production to distribution, I just love it. Uh, my parents, they've always encouraged me to follow Christ and to do quality work. And that was a brand new you interview with Say Goodnight Kevin, Kevin McCreary. Uh, if you're interested in how I found him, I found him through Blimey Cow, which we talked about in this interview. It's a YouTube channel. I encourage you to check them out. Blimey Cow, B-L-I-M-E-Y, Cow, C-O-W. So Kevin was on a Blimey Cow episode, and it was called Putting the Word Christian in front of something doesn't make it Christian. Oh my gosh, Taylor Swift says that she prays in one of her songs. It's Christian! Hey guys, what's up? My name is Kevin McCreary from Say Goodnight Kevin. Did you know that if you give even $5 to the Blimey Cow Patreon, then they'll send you a check for a million dollars? What? I'm getting word that... Which part? Oh, they won't actually send a check for a million dollars. Then where did this check come from? Okay, apparently they have some really awesome awards over there, but a million dollars isn't one of them. Either way, go check them out. I'm happy to do my part to help see these awesome videos come out every single week. And you can too. Patreon.com slash BlimeyCow. Well, it has happened, guys. It is true. I got to see an early screening of the infamous and highly anticipated God's Not Dead 2. week here in Nashville, they had the annual NRB conference, which is National Religious Broadcasters, which has become more broadcasters, musicians, and film. Maybe a little bit of online media, but not so much. When I got my badge, there certainly wasn't a YouTuber category. Leave it to these Christian media conventions to be on the cutting edge of their field. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is that at the conference, they had an early screening of God's Not Dead 2, and I was like, well, I have got to go see that, and I did, and here is what I thought. Just dropped the trailer for God's Not Dead 
Uh, not God's Not Dead 3, it's just God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness. This is what's so funny about this movie is that it should be called A Light in the Darkness. I don't know why it's called A Light in Darkness. I guess it doesn't want to, like, specify, like, this, you know, there's multiple darknesses. Darkness Eye, and this is just one of many darkness. It's just really difficult to say, as proven by star of the movie, David A.R. White. God's Not Dead, this next installment of Light in, in, in the Darkness. Hello. Darkness. Smile, so I'm excited. I've saved it. I've been avoiding spoilers more than I would avoid a spoiler for The Last Jedi. And now I'm excited to watch it. The very first teaser trailer for God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness. I'm not sure why I get so excited about these movies. My videos about this franchise do really well. And so a part of me is excited about that. When I first saw the first God's Not Dead movie, it had already come out. I'd missed all the hype. I was just so surprised at how disappointed I was in how not good the movie was. So when 2 came around, I made probably like 10 videos about God's Not Dead 2. And it was a lot of fun leading up to it. So when I heard that this was happening, it almost felt like Christmas again. It was all happening again. And this time it's been even bigger because I got to visit the set for this movie. Heaven. Jesus, man and got to see probably a lot of the clips that are gonna be in this trailer I've probably already seen because I'm more important than everybody, but I wanted to watch it with you guys. Everything I've done on my show has been preparing for this actually. So let's just watch it. It's just a minute, 16 seconds, not real long. Oops, I mess it up. Stay tuned for more brand new you interviews. Check out my website, hotrapmix.com.